All right, tonight we are going to be embarking on a new series, a new discipline, a couple new things. Well, yeah, I know for Wednesday night, what we're going to talk about is going to be like, really? But you'll have some homework. <laughs> so turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 119, Psalms 119. Uh, I'll give you a little preview about what we're going to be looking at, I don't know, last week or the week before. Um, but what we're going to be doing for the foreseeable future is working on Bible memory, working on Bible memory. And we had just gone through this Drawing Men to Christ book, uh, the 12 different diagrams. And then previous to that, we did the uh, Salvation Bible Basics. And basically the Bible diagrams are a drawn-out version of that Bible study. And they use a lot of the same verses. So what we're going to be doing is looking at the verses in each of these diagrams over the next several weeks and working on memorizing those so that it's in our hearts, it's in our minds, and just that we can be ready. And going back to that verse from the apologetics course of being ready always with the answer. Um, but we're going to look at a couple verses first before we look at a couple ideas on memorization and then what we're probably going to be doing over the next several weeks. But in Psalm 119, verse 11, it's probably a verse that you have memorized and you've heard a lot, but it's a very powerful and important verse. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. So, okay, why should we memorize? Why should we memorize God's word? Well, we have an answer right here in Psalm 119.11, that I might not sin against thee. And as we looked in diagram, oh, I think it was number four, we saw that sinning against God is missing the mark of the standard that God has set. And there's two different things. There's sins of commission, things that we do, or things of omission, things that we don't do. And how are we supposed to know what God expects? Well, it's found in God's word. And then according to this verse, if we have God's word hid in our heart, we're going to remember what God wants us to do or not do. And it'll come to mind, hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against God. So we want God's word in our heart and our mind so we know what to do and what not to do so we are not sinning against God. So that's one reason of memorizing God's word and having that in your heart. But then turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Not only should we memorize God's word because of so we don't sin, so we know what to do and what not to do. But we should also memorize God's word as a powerful, soul-winning tool. Because this verse, Hebrews 4, verse 12, tells us about 
God's Word. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's Word is powerful. It's quick. It means it's fast. It's alive. My words are just my words. They're not heavenly inspired. They're not God's words. The Word of God, the Bible, these words are God's words. They're powerful. They convict people of sin and righteousness and judgment. Jesus talks about that in the, the New Testament. We need to know God's Word so we can give it to others because, yeah, Again, we can come up with a convincing argument of our own words, but really what's powerful, which is true, it's God's word. If we have it in our hearts, in our minds, and we can quote God's word to other people, it's a powerful tool. I mean, what, this verse talks about sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. I mean, between the joints and the marrow of your bones, it's it's very very small, very small, and like and can get in there. The cerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You ever have a verse that you read and it convicts you right to the heart? It's the power of God's word, and we need to first of all have God's word in our own hearts for our own selves that we don't sin. But we need to have God's word in our hearts and minds. I mean, okay. I carry my phone around me most of the time, but I'm not going to be like, oh, if I have an opportunity, I'm going to be like, hold on a second, let me pull up my phone and pull up my Bible app. No, you got to be quick. You got to have God's word on your tongue. I think about um, Jerry Seltzer. Uh, you guys all at least know his name when he was here last year. But like, he he has God's word on his tongue. He can quote scripture and that's such a powerful thing when he's out witnessing or um, I mean I've been out with him at times and like he has a little tiny Bible but he knows where the words are and like he'll be like okay here's the verse and point to it this is what God's word says but he knows that in his mind you have to know where God's word is what the verses are the context and things like that but you got to have it in your mind because God's word is powerful and we want to give that out to others. So, not only is it that we memorize for um, to keep it God, uh, God's word in our heart for sin that we don't sin, we need to have God's word in our heart so we can give it to others because it's a powerful tool in witnessing. And then think about Ephesians six seventeen. Turn left in your Bible a couple pages. Ephesians six seventeen. Of course, this part of Ephesians 6 is talking about the uh, Christian's armor. And the last verse, well, second to last verse, and well, no, it's, a, it's one of those lovely Paul run-on sentences. But verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Bible is our only offensive weapon. I mean, you look at the rest of this list, it's all about defense of protecting your body, protecting your head, your chest, your legs, etc. But then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We need to give 
God's word out. And if it's not in our hearts, in our minds, yes, you, you can have your Bible and point places, but you got to know where to point people if you don't have at least the uh, references memorized. But, of course, there are times that you're not going to have your Bible. And again, I mean, yeah, you might have it on your phone, but you need to have the Word of God right there on your tongue being like, okay, this is what God's Word says about that situation. So we need to have God's Word in our heart. Um, so from the Bible, yes, there is a clear reason why we should memorize, specifically memorize God's Word. But there are several different ways to memorize God's Word or just memorize things uh, in general. And of course, uh, Abby as a teacher knows this, trying to get her kids to memorize things or remember things. Um, there's this word called a mnemonic. Now, if you look actually how that's spelled, it, it starts with an M. And it's like, when I was looking it up last night, because I'm like, I knew the word, but I didn't know how it was spelled. I started with a P, and it's like, no, that's actually something to do with pneumonia. But mnemonic, M-N-E-M-O-N-I-C. The definition of that is a device such as pattern of letters, ideas, or associations that assists in remembering something. Basically an aid in how to memorize something. I've got three examples of different mnemonics or things we can use to help us memorize God's word. Um, I had a teacher in elementary school. Uh, his name was Mr. Kunze. I had him third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. For four, so I had him for four years. And uh, Tim Reader was, he was in his class uh, at least one year um, back in Pennsylvania. But he was a really good teacher. He used a lot of mnemonics to help us remember things. So a couple things that he would do. Um, he would use rhythms, um, and I can still remember this. Let's, um, let's see if I can do this right. Uh, my being and helping verbs. Am, is, are, was, were, be, being, been, have, us, had, do, 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 does, did, shall, would, should, would, may, must, can, could. Those are the being and helping verbs. I memorized that in third grade, and I can still spout them off. They were a, a rhythm, something that I could remember, and like that was almost... 25 years ago. And then another one, prepositions. I'm not going to go through that, bore you with that list, but like I could spout the prepositions, the ones that, you know, the helping things that whenever you uh, um, diagram a sentence and yeah, the withs and all the ofs and those things. There's a whole list of prepositions. And I could, I memorized those from a, from a rhythm and I could still spout them off today if I really wanted to. Right now, I don't want to. But that was one way, using a rhythm, uh, just something that re like repeats itself, um, just something that will help you remember uh, different information. And of course, there's songs. We, we do uh, scripture songs on Sunday mornings and Sunday school, and those are great ways of memorizing something. Uh, again, Mr. Kunze, he put Psalm 19 to a song. Uh, of course, there's a lot of verses there in Psalm 19 
Um, and we sing part of Psalm 19, the, uh, the law of the Lord is perfect, and that was part of it, but he put the rest of Psalm 19 to all 14 verses to a combination of a song and a combination of a rhythm. And I tried this the other week. I'm like, I could almost word for word recite Psalm 19 by memory, something I memorized 25 years ago that I haven't reviewed in a long time. And it was because I had a song, I had a rhythm, and something that I could remember. And here's one other example of a song. Um, in English class, that was probably the fourth or, it was, it was at least the fourth grade. It was at least the fourth grade. And, you know, there's that concept of possessive pronouns. Like, of course, pronouns these days, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But possessive pronouns, like her piano. Um, but, or that's not a good example, but if you're doing um, something with an S, like multiples or something, um, you wouldn't put a pro, uh, apostrophe beyond that pronoun, so that possessive pronoun, because other times you do a, I'm, yeah, enough of the English cl cl uh, class that I'm butchering anyways, but I needed to remember that possessive pronouns never use apostrophes. Well, Mr. Coonsie came up with his own song, possessive pronouns never use apostrophes, possessive pronouns never use apostrophes, and it was like that. It was like this very tonal, not the greatest sounding song. Actually, he sang pretty well, but that song was one of his not his greatest ones. Well, of course, then me, being a little boy who liked Davy Crockett, the old Disney Davy Crockett, I put it to Davy Crockett. Possessive, possessive pronouns, never use apostrophes. And of course, I remember that still 25 years later. But then, of course, there was one young lady um, and who, who was a lot more spiritual than I was at, at that point. And she's like, oh, we shouldn't do Davy Crockett. It works perfectly with Jesus loves me. So, possessive pronouns, possessive pronouns, possessive pronouns, never use apostrophes. And if uh, anyone knows who Lauren Nadasky is, you wouldn't be surprised uh, at that. But songs, rhythms, things help you remember, those things help you remember information. And like, yeah, Mr. Kunji was great at that. And I still remember these things to this day. 25 plus years later. But you know me, I'm a tech guy, and there's lots of apps out there. So I found an app. Actually, Katie had an app before that she's used. I got that app, and it works, it works, it works pretty well, but I found a, one for me that works better. So I was working on this app last night. It's just called Bible memory, I have it on my tablet, and I have it on my phone that you can just add verses, and of course you tell what Bible verse you want, uh, Bible version, etc., and you hit save, and I wish I could show you this up on the screen, but 
what I created was a Drawing Men to Christ uh, group for diagram number one. And the five verses that are in diagram number one I have here on my app, and it's shareable. So I created an Eastside Baptist Church group. If you want to use this app, I can share with you this list. And there are di different things in this app that allows you to um, memorize the verse better. Like, for example, uh, Hebrews 9.27. That's the first verse in diagram number one. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, Hebrews 9.27. In the app, you go, you look at it. Okay, it's written there. And you type the first letter of each word and then the reference. And then it starts taking away words and does it until it's completely blank. And then it will remind you to do it again and again. And it just gets it in your mind. And of course, these days, everyone uh, who does these types of apps, they have badges and things like that. Like, oh, you are a fast learner or whatever, you know, positive reinforcement, whatever. But uh, th three of the five verses in diagram number one, I worked on them last night for maybe 15 minutes. And I have them down pretty well just using an app. So if you want to use that app, let me know. I can share um, the, the group with you. I'm going to create uh, a, uh, one for each diagram. Because uh, some, like diagram number two, it has six verses in it. Second Peter 1, 16 through 21. There's that. Um, then e each diagram has several verses, and I'm going to create groups. And if you get added to the group, you'll see that. But um, so that's, that's another way of being able to memorize God's Word, use technology, use an app. Um, you can get, set it to get notifications, remind you, like, let's see, in two hours, I'm going to be reminded to look at the verses again. Um, and again, without memorizing anything, you really need to redo it, repeat, refresh. Otherwise, you'll forget it. But those are just three different ways, using a rhythm, using a song, or using an app that we can use to memorize God's Word. So my goal with memorization and doing this over the next several weeks is we're going to go diagram by diagram. So starting next week, we're going to look at the first four verses. So it's Hebrews 9, 27, Romans 14, 12, Romans 2, 2, Romans 2, 16, oh, it's five verses, sorry, and John 17, 17. We're going to go over those verses together. We'll read them out loud. Um, might, do, might do some games. I'm thinking we could do some of that Jeopardy game. We haven't done that in a while. But what we really want to do is just hide God's word in our heart. First of all, that we might not sin against God, but also that we can have these verses, these thoughts, these ideas ready to tell other people. Um, like, yeah, even if... You even have this book. I mean, you're not going to be just copying the book if you're doing this just at lunch with a coworker or something like that. We need to have this in our mind, in our heart, be ready 
to give, give an answer for those who are looking for an answer. And then along with us reviewing uh, these verses each week, uh, reciting them together, um, we're going, uh, Katie and I were talking, there's a lot of good evangelistic like examples in books like um, One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven or in the Dunn book. There are many different examples that we can use in evangelism. So I'm going to go through those books, grab those examples, and then we'll present one of those, one or two of those examples each week. So we have an example in the back of our mind as well, something that we can memorize and use in our evangelistic purposes. So if you want to get this app, I can send you a link to it. It's a free app. They do have a pro version, but for what you can do, for what, um, you can still memorize several verses for free on this app. Um, but it's, it works on both Android and iPhone, but all of you have iPhones, so it will work on that. So that's some ideas, things you can do for Bible memory. Again, if you want to be added to that list, just let me know, and I can share that with you. But we really want to get God's Word in our heart for our own good, for our own family's good, and so we can go out and tell others about Jesus, because that's why we are still here.